those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. What is up, Locked In Nation? It's your boy Whipple back with Spaz for another weekly installment of your favorite podcast, the podcast where we break down everything that you guys need to know. How generic is this? I mean, I could be the most generic podcast host in the world if I wanted to, but I'm not going to be that. You guys, you know that we're uh, we're giving out bets every single time we do these podcasts. You know that we're, we're, we're men of the people, and I'm here with Spaz. Spaz, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. As you guys know, I had the best weekend of the NFL playoffs in Vegas history. Yes, I'm the only person in the world who went undefeated this weekend. That is a true fact. Um, I myself went the exact opposite. I don't think I won a single bet this weekend. And I blame I, – I, I honestly, there's a lot to blame. And, I, and we're going to get into this, but the first thing I have to blame is, is the Cowboys refs. And, again, I hate to just jump into it, but – I, I can't sit back on this any longer. Did you watch that game, Spaz? I am a man of the NFL people. Yeah, I mean, what was your take on that? Am, am I just seeing – am I, like, blinded by my own bet here, or did the refs fuck the Cowboys on this one? Refs completely fucked the Cowboys, and as we all know, you know, Dallas is the biggest chokers in NFL franchise history, but the refs really did hold it back. As an Eagles fan, what that game told me was – Dallas is going to Dallas, and I want Mike McCarthy to sign a lifetime contract. Yeah, and, and as an Eagles fan, I would totally agree. Um, so just for those of you who don't know the situation, so what happens is – and this is just, uh, you know, the, the cherry on top for the, the terrible roughing in that game. So I don't know if the Niners flew him in from San Fran or what happened, but the Cowboys at the end of the game, no timeouts. I think they were, they were marching down the field with like 52 seconds, maybe less than that. And, I mean, they're just ripping down the field. I don't know where this was all game. Maybe it's because they're playing prevent. Whatever it is, Cowboys are ripping down the field. They're getting out of bounds. They're doing all this stuff. And then Dak Prescott, with about 20 seconds left, decides to QB sneak, picks up about 15 yards, and then goes down. And immediately, all the Cowboys, you know, they storm the line. There's probably about eight seconds, eight to ten seconds left in the game. Obviously, it's ticking. They don't have timeouts. Dak went down inbounds. And, you know, everyone's to the line. There's like six seconds left. Where are the refs at? Nobody knows where the refs are at. The Cowboys even had time to set the ball down themselves, which obviously you can't do. The ref has to touch it. I get that. I understand that. That's not what I'm mad about. What I'm mad about is where are the refs? They were still 25 yards downfield. They knew the situation. They knew what was going on. They didn't want the Cowboys to win. Um, I think this is a larger conspiracy, you know, put together by, by uh, Robert Kraft and Roger Goodell. But again, that, that's going to be a story for a different day. But- no, I, I think you're overthinking it, brother. I think at the end of the day, this comes down to Mike McCarthy hiding out like Gabby Petito. This is what he does, man. 15 seconds left, no timeouts. You draw a quarterback draw up the middle. You don't I even don't try think to- it was his call, though. I think Dak just took off. Then why would he run up the middle? He should have ran out of bounds or got, you know. Yeah, tired. I mean, it was a bozo move for sure. But, I mean, again, eight seconds, everyone's to the line, and the refs are gone. They were they were playing Snapchat trivia on the sideline. I don't know what they were doing. I mean, realistically, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm pissed. And, of course, you know, we had the, the waterfall effect after that where Dak said, you know, good for the fans for throwing trash on the field. Then he takes it back, says, you know, it was a mistake, all this stuff. It's like, well, first of all, you know, you gotta kind of be a man of your word. You said it, you meant it. We all know that. We all know that feeling. We've all been there. 
Um, so I think he's, he's kind of a pushover for letting that one slide, but um, I don't want to dwell too much on that one. I got I do I gotta, by the books. I got to say one more thing about that. Jimmy G has officially more playoff wins than the Dallas Cowboys since the year 2000. And also Jimmy G has never played an NFL game below 30 degrees. He's going to Green Bay. But you want to talk about awful officiating that game. How did you see the Bengals Raiders? That was way worse of refs. Way worse. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, with the whole situation with the, you know, the stepping out of bounds thing, the whistle, all that stuff. I mean, it was the wrong, the wrong call. He shouldn't have blown the whistle. And then obviously, you know, they kind of realized they shouldn't have blown the whistle. He never stepped out of bounds. But once you blow the whistle, it's dead. It doesn't matter. You can't review it. And they got burned for that. I don't know if you saw this, but they actually said that that officiating crew, um, they're getting yanked. They're not going to be doing the divisional round. Well, okay, let me ask you something. What's to stop someone like you and I to go to the Super Bowl, pay, you know, 80 grand for front row seats and sneak a whistle in? And you and oh, I it, st- happens, it happens all the time. So will we it just get banned for life or what's the I mean, deal? I would imagine you get banned for life. Um, you know, it's probably a risk worth taking. I mean, realistically, how many Super Bowls are you going to go to, especially front row? But you'll probably get banned for life. Maybe you'll just get banned from any NFL game. I don't know the, the stipulation on it. But, yeah, I've seen plenty of clips where people do that. And to be honest, I don't even really remember what happens. I think they just stop the game. Then the ref will actually blow the whistle. I don't know. So, I mean, it's so- a, so you, you, know, you know how the fans are. I mean, we got fans. We had fans this year, you know, shining laser pointers in, in players' eyes. Okay, so you and I, regular guys, we blow a whistle. We're banned from NFL. Kim K blows Ray J's whistle. She becomes a billionaire. <laughs> like, double standards, man. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot more that goes into that. But I see what you're saying, and I think you might be on to something. But, you know, jumping into some of the other games, what was, what was your favorite game this weekend? I think it would be impossible for anyone not to agree with me when I say the greatest game had, absolutely had, absolutely had to be that Bills game. And let me say that. I know it's a blowout against the Pats. I know it was boring. I know it was a Saturday night game. People were falling asleep early. But you cannot tell me that an NFL playoff team like New England Patriots defense is going to allow Josh Allen and the Bills to have a perfect game. It's the first time in NFL history, not just NFL playoffs, where there's an offensive perfect game. And on top of that, with the Patriots being the number one and number two defense rushing and passing respectively, it just seemed impossible. Yeah, that was a game for me that, again, I got just completely destroyed all weekend on every single bet. I think I went like one for 10, something like that. I mean, I just got cooked. But it was it was that was one for me where, um, you know, it was it was a quick, painless death. You know, I was like just one to the head in the first quarter, which is kind of nice because second quarter rolls around. You know, you still have a little bit of hope, but you're realistically, you know, your cash out option on, you know, a fifty dollar bet is at like eight cents. And you're like, yeah, whatever. You know, I lost it. You don't have to sweat it through and then get burned in the fourth quarter. So that was kind of nice for me. That was a little bit uh, relaxing. Another one, too, for me. That was, and, and we had a guy in our DMs, Poxy. He was chirping us about the uh, the Pittsburgh call. I took Steelers money line as well as Steelers spread. He faded us. He got rich. That's cool. You yeah, know, again, I, I, I I really do enjoy when these guys they chirp at us a little bit, just because you know you can tell when it's their first big hit, right? You can tell when it's their first win. Like realistically, maybe this guy is you know 14 and 50 on the year and he gets a big hit and he's in my he's in my grill chirping me that's what makes me continue to do this podcast 
Well, see, the thing about Poxy is he slid in my DMs and said, Spaz, I heard you on the podcast. I'm going to tell you. And then he hits me up Sunday night and says, dude, I can't believe this. I paid off my mom's house. I paid off her mortgage. And I that's why that. he went so hard. So let's say it is his first big bet, you know, big <clears throat> win, I should say. He won and we're helping him. I love to see that. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. That's what the podcast is all about. Obviously, you know, we have what's so unique about us. We have two different takes on it. We got my take and your take. When I'm cold, you're warm. When I'm warm, you're cold. You know, there's never been a time, I think, when we've both been cold. So that's why it's a unique combination. Yeah, you know what else is a unique combination? That Steelers-Chiefs game. What's going on there? What happened? Yeah, that one was an ugly one. I mean, it was another one. Actually, this was a little bit different than the Bills game because, like I said, in the Bills situation, it was just one to the head in the first quarter, and I was, you know, watching cooking shows the rest of the night. But with the Steelers game, you know, I, I had a lot of hope going late into the second quarter. Then Mahomes put one in with, like, 10 seconds left. They go up 21-7. At that point, I kind of knew, especially the way the Steelers' offense was playing. And then in the second half, it was just a complete roll from the Chiefs. But – that was one where it wasn't as quick and painless like the like the um, like the, the Patriots game was. Where were you at on that one? Because I know we both agreed Steelers against the spread there. I mean, did you have any other bets in that one? Yes, I woke up uh, and I just decided, you know what? I know I said to everyone on the pod, Steelers is a lot of points. You know, it's a playoff game, but something tells me Andy Reid he wants revenge for Big Ben allegedly assaulting that woman because you know Andy Reid's son. He was uh, brutally overdosed. He brutally overdosed. Michael Vick was uh, watching. Michael Vick was helping him in 2012, and Andy Reid's son brutally overdosed. But before he died, he was on a case. He had an open case where he allegedly assaulted a woman, but everyone knows he didn't do it. So that the fact that Big Ben actually did that, Andy Reid wants vengeance for the innocent people who were accused like his son. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take chief spread. I ended up having a perfect weekend. That Chiefs game was ugly. Big Ben to go out like that is just sad. Yeah, that was sad. I mean, it, it was just one of those weekends for Ben. Um, I think I think he was ready to call it quits probably three years ago. Went on a little too long, but, you know, it is what it is. There's no chance this guy was going to go out a Super Bowl winner. I know I did call it. I'm going to own up to that. My eyes were bigger than my stomach at that one. Um, you know, I saw the plus 4,000 odd, the future odds to win the Super Bowl. I got excited. I laid the wood down on it, got crushed. It's just been that kind of a weekend for me. But I'm looking to turn it around this weekend, and that's what I want to jump into. I'm putting that behind me. That's in the past. Let's talk about this weekend matchup. Um, you know, we, we got the first game. This is a lot of people's favorite game of the entire weekend, and it's Bengals traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee giving three and a half here over under 47. What do you like? Well, my boy is going to it. My former roommate, he's a legend. He's a big Titans fan. He's going to the game. He's got pretty nice seats. He said if it gets ugly quick, he's going to run on the field, run <laughs> as much as he can to distract and get as much time uh, for the Titans to regroup before he gets arrested. So he's going to take one for the team. With that being said, I'm going to take Titans, but I'm going to buy half a point, tease it down to minus three to cover, and I like the under. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I kind of – this this is a strange one for me. Um, and you guys, I should have said this earlier, but we have a special guest on the, on this podcast. His name is Joey Rockwall. Rockwell, I think, actually. I, I probably should have pronounced that better. And, you know, we, we jumped into a lot of this stuff. We're going to be talking Lions football, Dan Campbell, Matt Stafford. And we also went through the, uh, the weekend matchup. And Joey took – actually, I'll just let you guys listen to it because we're going to put that in here soon. So I'll let you guys listen to it. But enough talking for me. I'm taking Bengals – 
plus three and a half. And I'm taking the over of 47 because we got burned on it last week with the Raiders. I think Joey Jackpot gets it done this week, if not cover the three and a half. So I'm going Bengals plus three and a half. And for the sake of the bet, um, you know, that me and you have every single week, you can't buy that half point. Are you sticking with Titans minus three and a half for our bet? Uh, Yes, I will. Okay, so we'll do that one. So right out of the gate here, we're on opposite sides. That's not good news for me because you're red hot and I'm ice cold. I'm looking to change my fortune, though, and that's why I'm going Bengals plus three, plus three and a half, and then the over of the 47. What about the second game of the weekend? This is going to be an interesting one, I think. We got Niners heading into the Packers, into the frozen tundra, into Green Bay, and you you pointed out an interesting stat, Jimmy G. Jimmy G has never played in an NFL game below 30 degrees. But on the other side of it, we have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 0-6 against the Niners in the playoffs. Who do you like? I'm going to get crucified for this, but this is a game of the weekend. I think this is the most interesting game. As everyone knows who watches the NFL, the Niners are 3-0 and against Rodgers in a, a division or championship game. I love the uh, – Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to cover this at minus six and a half. I'm going to take the over as well. But also, uh, if you want to make some money this weekend, I've been doing this a lot this season with the Green Bay Packers. Buy some points, tease that thing up, you know, maybe minus nine and a half Packers, maybe minus 10, maybe minus 10 and a half. Get that at plus three. Yeah, get get that at plus 250, plus 200 odds. Uh, Put half a unit on that. That's free money if it hits because Aaron Rodgers is making a statement this year. He wants to prove everyone wrong. There was all that controversy in the offseason, and then as we know, week one, they come out, don't even score a touchdown against the Saints, get obliterated. I love Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, this guy is a major choke artist. This guy never gets it done in the divisional round. Well, actually, he does get it done in the divisional round, never gets it done in the conference championship. But I do think the narrative is different this year. I think it could be his last year in Green Bay. I'm taking Packers minus six and a half. Are you touching the over-under on this one? It's 47 and a half. I'm not really uh, touching this or the Tides or Bengals, but if I had to, I'm taking this over. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, again, I think the the weather could really mess with Jimmy G here a little bit. I think Rodgers changes the narrative with the 0-6 in the playoffs against the Packers. And I think he gets it done. I think they cover. I think they win in a big way. They get up early and they just run with it. So uh, we're both on the same side there. As we jump into Sunday, my favorite matchup of the weekend, the the Rams are heading into Tampa Bay to take on Brady, the guy who's looking for his eighth Super Bowl ring. The Buccaneers are giving three, over under 48 and a half. Um, What do you like here? Title this episode, Tom Brady is Madonna, because that's exactly who he is. I saw, you know, uh, Madonna hanging out with AB. They were talking this weekend. Madonna, I, I, you know, I'm not old enough to know who that dumb broad is, but I I thought she was like 35 from the pick. Tom Brady has some anti-aging serum. I think he eats babies. I'm, You know, I love the Rams. I was on the Rams all year. And they did blow out the Cardinals, but something's been telling me this week. You got to ride Tom Brady, see the repeat matchup of Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady in the NFC Championship. I'm taking Bucks minus three. If I had to take the over under, I would take the over, but I'm not going to bet any over unders this weekend. Yeah. And so I'm going to get on the other side of it. You said, <clears throat> excuse me, you said uh, you like you like Tom Brady and the Bucks, right? Yes, sir. 
So I'm going to go on the other side of this one. I like Stafford to get it done. Once again, I know we, we've preached this on the podcast so far, and it's you can't beat a good team twice. I don't think the Buccaneers are a good team, especially without Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. So I'm going to hammer the, the Rams plus three here. I just think it's too big of a you know of a game for the for the Bucks to to win, and I think Stafford's you know he's he's looking to prove something this year. Let's be honest; he already got his first playoff win in his belt. I think he's coming for that ring. I got him plus three. I'm gonna stay away from the over under here. If I had if I had to take something, I go over forty eight and a half. Love that, but something tells me this game's gonna be a push. Yeah, it could be one of those pushes, which again, I'd rather be on the uh, you know the plus three side than the minus three side, just because it feels a little bit better. Let's say it's a tie game, Bucks come down and you know kick a field goal and they win the game. You know that entire time, I'm you know I'm sitting pretty. So I, I I'm definitely taking the plus three here. I think it's going to be a great game. I think all these are going to be great games. We have well, such a good good slate of games this weekend. Well, we still got the Chiefs Bills. What's your favorite game this weekend? Yeah, and uh, yeah, as you're going to hear when I talk to Joey about this one, this is my most confident bet. This is actually my favorite game. I think I've said that over the past three games already. And just seeing what they did to the Patriots, again, I've been big on the Patriots. I thought they were going to make a run in the playoffs. I actually had them in the conference championship. Again, I don't know what I was seeing. Like I said, I've just been seeing the board horribly lately. So, But regardless, I'm going Bills. I'm not going plus two either because that's that's a scumbag line. I'm taking a money line, which is plus 105. I hate the plus two. I'm not even going to sweat it. I'm going Bill's money line over under 55. This is a really interesting one because I think it goes one of two ways. In the first quarter, if this thing doesn't just you know get blow right out of the gates, then you're going to see an under hit. If this thing, you know, let's say gets hot early, you're going to see an over. It's so hard to tell. I'm going to stay away from it. If I had to lean, I go over, but I am staying away. What about you? I love this. This is also my Bills money line pick. I called, as you guys know, from you know week one, Bills, Packers, Super Bowl. I'm going to stick by it. That's my story. And also, I don't love the over-under, but I could see 28-28 halftime over yeah. already hitting. There's a reason this has been the highest over-under of the NFL playoffs this year. These two are the most explosive offenses. You guys know how Josh Allen gets down with digs, and you guys know Andy Reid is just a genius when he has Patrick Mahomes. And Eric Bieniemy doesn't get enough credit either. I believe he's going to be a head coach at the end of this year. I would take the over. I'm not confident in it, but if I had to bet any over-under this weekend, this one would be the one I'm taking the over. Yep, I agree there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the weekend slate. It's going to be a fun weekend of sports. Although really outside of the NFL, I feel like it's just it's that time of the year where no one cares about anything else other than the NFL. Maybe I mean, you're the NBA guy. Maybe, you know, I'm incorrect here. But is there really anything going on outside of the NFL in the sports world? Well, yeah, but I don't really give a fuck enough to focus. It's nothing major enough. Yeah, that's this is the NFL playoffs. And the only other thing in the NFL world that I wanted to say real quick is Howie Roseman, the Philadelphia Eagles general manager, came out in a press conference and said, that Jalen Rager is officially the third option, meaning Quez Watkins is a second. So this is more fuel to the fire, Eagles fans, that Jalen Rager is going to be cut or traded this year. Personally, I think we package him with one of our three first-round draft picks, get anyone, get Calvin Ridley, get get a weapon for Jalen Hurts that he can really use. That's crazy that they're already talking about that so early. I mean, this guy's been in the league for just a couple of years. No, not even. How long has this guy been in the league for? Well, let me give it to you this way. We took him one pick before Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I know. He's a sophomore. That, that's that's got to haunt you for sure. 
And I just think it's a little early to give up on a guy. Yeah, but, man, this guy's dog shit. When you could have had Justin Jefferson, you got to move on quick. This is a team that we shouldn't have made the playoffs, but we did, so we're going to roll with it. We're going to develop Jalen Hurts, get him someone like Calvin Ridley. Let's, all right, let me ask you this. Do you think the that Rager pick, just because Justin Jefferson went the one pick behind him and he's just going crazy this year and even last year, do you think do you think Rager knows that and it's just weighing on him and he, that's maybe why he's playing like Ben Simmons? Yeah, because even on draft night, Philadelphia Eagles fans knew how big of a weapon Justin, Jeff, Justin Jefferson could be. Eagles fans were livid. They were letting uh, Rager hear it before he even got to play a snap of the ball. I think it's been a mental thing with them the whole time because Philly's such a toxic fan base. If we, you know, gave him to someone like Detroit, I think he could prosper and be a great weapon there, but he's yeah, just I'd not going to succeed in him. Philly. He's a, I mean, at the end of the day, he's a, he's a second-year, first-round pick. I would love him. And knowing the Lions, too, they'll overpay for him. So that could be a good destination for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if that's, if that's all we have outside of the sports world, again, we're going to be focusing a lot more on – you know, the NFL playoffs, especially during this time. I'm going to kick it off to our segment with Joey. Um, just because of the software that we use, it was only me that was able to talk to him. We aren't able to have three people. Again, we've, we've had a, a back-and-forth relationship with Zoom and Anchor, as you guys have known, some of the longtime fans for a long time. Um, we're back on Anchor. can only have two people in, so it's just me and Joey. We're going to be shooting the shit about the Lions, and I'll let you guys have a listen, and then we'll be right back. What's up, everyone? I am here with the one and only Joey Rockwell. No, it's not Joey Ratchwell. Like I thought myself, it is the one and only Joey Rockwell. Joey, how are we doing today? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm ready to talk some sports. I'm ready to talk the Lions. As a lot of the listeners know, I am a diehard Lions fan. And the reason why we have you on the podcast today, Joey, is because you, like myself, are a diehard Lions fan. So I'm excited to kind of get your take on things. Maybe you can walk me off the cliff a little bit because... As a Lions fan, you know, in our both of our entire lifetimes, it's been brutal. So, can you before we jump into this, can you maybe give me a little bit of uh, a little bit of at ease here as far as the Lions in the future? I mean, do we have a chance at winning the Super Bowl in either of our lifetimes? Uh, yeah. So it's been definitely a really hard stretch of years for the Detroit Lions. It just feels like almost everything possibly could happen has happened to them. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, but I really like uh, the rebuild. I love Campbell. Uh, and uh, the thing is, you've never seen another coach have that much emotion when it comes to wanting the respect from their players and wanting them to fight hard uh, like we have in the last 10 years. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. And that was actually really my first question that I wanted to get into it with you is, you know, again, Dan Campbell, we got a fiery head coach here. I'm going to just come out and say it, Joey. I, I don't like him. I don't like this guy. I think, again, he's super fiery, super emotional. I love that about him. He is a leader when it comes to that stuff. But, I mean, I don't know how many, you know, Lions games you watched this year, but the guy kind of struggled calling some plays. So, I don't know if that's going to, you know, factor in in the upcoming rebuild. I know he's a young coach. He's going to learn. He's going to make mistakes. I understand that. But I don't know. I think just as a Lions fan, I'm programmed to look for the worst in everybody. Is that fair to say? A hundred, I hundred percent. I get exactly where you're coming from. I actually thought Matt Patricia was going to be a lot better than he was, but yeah. obviously, uh, that was a complete train wreck. Um, but you know, I really think this time's different because you gotta, you gotta step back and think that if you want a new person at this position, it's got to be someone that really cares about their job. And I feel like 
uh, with what he's expressed, there's no one in the league that has a head coach that cares more uh, than he does about his Detroit Lions. And you look at the last draft they had, I think their last draft was fantastic, uh, adding to their O-line in the first round. And I think uh, in this draft, we're going to be looking uh, with the number two pick uh, to get uh, Thibodeau, uh, the uh, linebacker from Oregon. I think he was the edge from Oregon. Yeah, that guy's a monster. I, I, yeah. I like him at two for sure. I really I don't. Are you a Michigan, Michigan State fan? What's your uh, college college team of choice? I'm personally a Michigan State fan, but, you know, um, that's what I, I like to I, hear. I love both of them at the same time, though. Like, oh, no, you can't do that, Joey. You got to. <laughs> no, I mean, one. like, no, I'm always a Michigan State fan. I just root for uh, like when Michigan State was out, Michigan made the playoffs. I was rooting for Michigan to win. Um, but if Michigan State was in it and ever going against Michigan, it's like clearly Michigan State. is. The yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. You're a much nicer guy than I am. I was rooting hardcore against Michigan in the playoff just because I have a lot of nauseating Michigan fans that, you know, if they were to win a national championship ever, which they're never going to win because they're garbage. But if they were <laughs> to ever win a national championship, dude, I would I would hear about it for the next 70 years, I think. So I'm rooting for that to never happen. But I like you. I like that mindset, you know, rooting for the rooting for the home dogs. I, I do like that. I guess what I was going to ask about that, too, is, I mean, what do you think about Hutchinson? Is this guy going to be taking one? Is he worth the number one pick? If he falls to two, did the Lions scoop him up? You know, I, I think it's it's a he's a great prospect and everything. Um, I haven't uh, historically ever called any busts, but I honestly think the way he played in the national championship game, was not acceptable. He got ran over left yeah. and right. He wasn't even, he didn't even look like the same player. And you're going to be at the NFL level, you're going to be playing against people exactly the people that knocked him over and people that are much better than them. And so I feel like it's going to be a really long process to be able to get him to be good enough to make an impact on any team. Yeah, I honestly I couldn't have said it better myself. I think Hutchinson got completely exposed in that in that game against Georgia. And that's I mean, you hit a nail on the head. I mean, when you're playing against Georgia's offensive line, I mean, that's just who you're going to see in the NFL. So if this guy can't get it done against Georgia, how do you expect him to get it done even against the Jets or the Jaguars or some team that doesn't have a good offensive line? But at the same time, too, I mean, they are all professional NFL players. I mean, if, if you can't handle Georgia, you're just not going to be able to handle even the lowest of lows when it comes to the NFL. So I don't like them. But again, what I say when it comes to this is so hard to take just because I have such a, a hard bias against Michigan. Um, as, as far as we go with the, the rebuild, let's say all goes well in the draft, right? We have the two first round picks. Um, the Rams, we'll see where that pick ends up. If they win the Super Bowl, uh, you know, I'd love to see it with Stafford getting his ring. Um, but, you know, then we get the 32nd pick. But if all goes well with the Lions here in the draft, what's your projection for them in 2022? Uh, I think 2022, um, we have the ability to really explode and kind of open things up. So if you look at the Aaron Rodgers situation, uh, I say he goes to a different team uh, or retires if he wins the Super Bowl this year. Um, and I think that puts the Lions in the position to, because it's basically anyone's division. There's just a bunch of bottom, bottom feeding teams, and we're getting yeah. about picks. And so if you play it right, I think Jared Goff could end up being the guy. We just have to build a team around specifically Jared Goff to help him be the best that he can be. And if we can get him in that situation like we made for Stafford, 
we're going to have to change things up a little bit, but I think we got a really bright future. And I think we get at least nine wins next year. Nine wins. So it's nine, nine and eight would be the number then that you're looking at. Yes. Fair enough. That's fair enough. I much more bullish than I am. I like them to win again, even if all goes well, let's say Rogers even leaves that division. I don't know what's going on with him, but I like him to win five, five games, five, six games. I just think they still have a lot of young guys, a lot of developing to do. And to be honest, I don't think Jared Goff's the guy. I, you know, I've seen him struggle. And then when they brought in Tim Boyle this season, it just, it, honestly, if they got rid of his jersey and they just were playing with a white t shirt, I couldn't have told you who was who. I mean, they, they play the same. So I don't really know that Jared Goff's the guy, especially with that money that they're paying him. But, you know, we'll see. Again, I want to be optimistic as much as I can. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, a nine win season, that would be insane. We have a super young team. That would just mean maybe in 2023, 2024, you know, we can start getting into the playoffs. So would love to see that. Um, what's your opinion on Stafford? I mean, do you think he gets his ring this year? Obviously, you as a Lions fan, you, I would assume you like Stafford. He was a hometown favorite here. I mean, do you want him to see or do you want to see him get this ring? And do you think he can get this ring? Uh, I think if he gets this ring, which I think he will, um, he's going to be beating some huge quarterbacks. And it's really going to send a huge message to the whole entire league about the perception of Matthew Stafford. He's going to have to go against Tom Brady. He's going to have to beat Tom Brady. Then he's going to have to beat uh, the Packers. Yeah. And then that's Aaron Rodgers, another Hall of Fame quarterback. That's two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And then you would have to go against, in the Super Bowl, potentially uh, Patrick Mahomes, which has already won multiple Super Bowls and one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Or you go against possibly Josh Allen, uh, which has been on a tear recently as well. And so if you're able to beat all of those elite quarterbacks in that one year, they're going to take a look at his stats and realize he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. I would personally rank him up there all time. Um, what, just real quickly, what would you say you'd rank him all time, every quarterback ever? Where would you put him? Uh, with with pure skill, I would honestly 100% put him as top five. Yeah, top five all time. Top five. Because, but honestly, I, I really, truly believe that if Matthew Stafford was drafted by the New England Patriots at the same time Tom Brady was, and got the starting job over him, that his fate would have been exactly the same or better uh, in New England. I like that. I mean, you, I'm sure you've gone through it just as much as I have. But us Lions fans, we we deal with a lot of haters. We deal with a lot of people coming at us talking about Matthew Stafford, this Lions, that. You know, all the. All this stuff. And honestly, the problem is, you know, Stafford just he's never he's never had a team. He's had Megatron. But when you look at when he had Megatron, the guy threw for five thousand plus yards. But he had a horrible defense when they had a good defense with um, with Kelvin Johnson. They would they got into the first round of the playoffs. I, you know, again, I, I hate to be and the they should have won the game. I, exactly. I hate to be the guy that blames the refs. I hate to be that guy. But they really they got burned pretty good by the refs. Okay, we need to go over this really quick for all, <laughs> all the viewers. Oh, so the Detroit Lions fans are notoriously famous for saying things happen, and that's why they lost. But I want anyone to come up with whatever team you think is the most unlucky in the last 10 years, game-defining calls that make you lose. We have the Kelvin Johnson rule. Seattle uh, backed the hit the football in the back of the end zone uh just and like well this year we had a field goal altercation where we were playing against the ravens 
they didn't snap the ball in time. The clock ran out. My friend that didn't even watch football next to me saw that, and they just let the play go, and he ends up kicking the longest field goal in NFL history. Yeah, that was insane. And that's just how it's been as a Lions fan. I mean, we even saw, you know, the oh. notorious Harry from Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Exactly. You know, people people always like to overlook the fact that the play before that, the game should have been over. The game but the play before that, Aaron Rodgers got maybe the wildest face mask call I've ever seen in my life. The guy clips his face mask with his thumb. Of course, run it back. And what happens? Not only do the Lions get screwed by the refs, but they're also the unluckiest team notoriously in the in the league so you know combine those two things together and you're going to get a Hail Mary from Aaron Rodgers so it's just you know that's the story of Detroit you know the Detroit Lions really has been in the in the last years but I like what you're saying though you know as soon as let's just say if Stafford were to go to the Patriots you know it's a whole different story I guarantee this guy's wearing a handful of rings oh absolutely I think he has the same amount of rings or more that Tom Brady would have right now because if you think about it uh he's he's to be the all-time leader in passing yards of all time. Yep, absolutely. People, people don't even realize how good his stats have been his whole career. He's making Cooper Cup look like Calvin Johnson. Exactly. I mean, you have a guy that probably could have broken Calvin Johnson's record. You're looking at the most receiving yards in a single season. On both of those guys, what was the what was the variable that remained the same? It was their quarterback, Matthew Stafford. So I like the guy, but again, we're not going to make this about a – you know, a pity, a pity the Lions fans podcast. And so I guess I just kind of want to jump into now this weekend. We got a big divisional round weekend for the playoffs. We got four big matchups. Honestly, I'm kind of torn on almost all of them. I'm curious to know your picks for the weekend. The first game is going to be the, the early one on Saturday. It's Bengals heading into Tennessee. Um, the Bengals are going to be their underdogs here. It's plus three and a half for the Bengals. Over-unders 47 right now. What's your best bet on this one? I think I think the best bet in this case is the Bengals money line. That's what Ooh. I would do. Uh, Ooh. Just because of the fact that I believe Tennessee's uh, very overrated. Uh, and then Derrick Henry's coming back from the injury right away into the yes. playoffs. He hasn't played in a few weeks. Uh, practice is not the same as in-game speed. And so if the Bengals take a lead early, and take a jab early, it's going to rattle them very badly, kind of like how the Bills rattled the Patriots. Yeah, I think you and, might be right. I, I like that. Bengals money line, I like that call. And people forget, too, the Titans, a healthy Titans team lost to the Jets this year. Yeah, absolutely. And so you got to be really careful because you got to think to yourself, when the game is on the line, who do you trust more, Joe Burrow or Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, I like that. And a lot of people are saying, too, the Titans have had a really wonky year. Again, they've lost to some terrible teams. They've beat some great teams. And so, you know, I like that. I like that with the odds. Let me just pull up the odds here just because, I, I, uh, like I said, I have the plus three and a half for the Bengals, but I don't know what the money line is. So I'm going to grab that real quick and let you know what that would be worth. Just give me a second here. So it looks like money line's plus 150. So that's definitely a solid bet for the value there. Definitely sprinkle something on that. Um, when we look at the second game on Saturday, we have maybe one of the most, you know, back and forth games as far as, you know, who's going to win this one over under. What do we like? Again, I have no clue what to do on this one. And that's going to be the Niners heading into the Packers. Niners are plus six and a half over unders also at 47. And then a fun fact, Aaron Rodgers is 0 and six versus the Niners in the playoffs. So take that info with you for a little bit here.
uh, you know, give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, so um, my thought process behind this is that makes me even more confident in um, taking the money line again, but no for way. the Green Bay Packers. Ah. Uh, I would do the money line for the Green Bay Packers just because of the, I think he's going to break that stat line. I think he's going to go one and six against the 49ers. He's on a mission. He's trying to wrap up his career. Uh, he wants to be a hero uh, in the end of his Packers journey. And uh, he's on a mission to make it happen. And I don't think he's going to, he's going to let it go. Yeah. The thing is too, I mean, I, I like the money line pick. The only thing that I would probably say is, is hard with that is again, you know, with the money line with this game, it's minus two fifty. So, you know, with a hundred dollar bet, you're really only making 40 bucks on this. Again, it could be safe money. A lot of people are all over the Packers to even win the Super Bowl. Do you think maybe this would be a good pick to go, uh, maybe parlay the Bengals money line with the Packers money line. It'd be sitting at yeah, plus two fifty. I, I, I think that would be a good option, just because I think the Packers 49ers, they're a very good matchup for each other, and I think it's going to be a really close game, and I think it's going to be too close of a game uh, to bet on the spread. Yep, fair enough. I like that. And so we jump into Sunday, and we have our dog. We got our guy Stafford heading into Tampa Bay. He's going to be facing Tom Brady. And the Buccaneers, right now the Rams are going to be uh, their underdogs as well. They got plus three heading into this one. And then the over-under is 48.5. So what's your what's your take on this one? Yeah, I'm going Rams uh, plus three. I like it. I like it. What's the reasoning there? Stafford? Uh, I, I, like I said, Stafford, it's his time to shine. He knows it. He's been waiting for this moment his entire career. And he did not make any mistakes that people were worried about at the end of the regular season the end of the regular season is behind him this is playoff Stafford and people are gonna get a little taste of what that's like this year yeah and I think they kind of got a peek behind the curtain too when they saw him against the Cardinals I know the game was a a route the defense played great for the Rams but again I mean Stafford easily could have thrown that game away he could have kept the Cardinals in that one but he played great he's got his first playoff win under his belt not only that but the uh the Rams have already beaten the Bucs this year so you know, let's just keep that rolling. And again, getting getting three points with the Rams. Maybe if the Bucks do win, it's on some late fluke field goal to you know win by two or something like that. So I like them with the points as well. There, I'm gonna be on that one with you. Um, the last game of the, of the weekend is we have the Bills heading into the Chiefs. This is probably the best game of the weekend, I would say. Um, right now, the Bills are plus two over under 55, the largest of the weekend by a lot. Um, what's your take here? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the under. Oh, even after what both these teams uh, did last weekend. Absolutely, I think it's gonna be a really intense game. They're I think both teams are intimidated by each other. They're really excited to play, um, and, and I think there's gonna be a lot of mistakes made in this game by the quarterbacks, and their defense is gonna kind of have to pick up the slack. And if that happens, where there's a lot of um, interceptions or fumbles, turnovers in general, uh, it's going to be a lower scoring game than people expect. But I think it's going to come down to the wire. Yeah, this one, I'm probably going to stay away from the over-under just because, I I mean, realistically, both these teams could score 55 and a half alone. But I think you're right. I mean, if, if this one comes out a little bit sluggish, maybe the quarterbacks make some mistakes early on. Yeah, the under is definitely going to be in play. But my bet for this one is I like the Bills. I think what they did to the Patriots, people are going to overlook. 
because maybe the Patriots weren't the best team in the world. But again, they, they didn't go a possession without bringing on the field goal unit or a punt team. So that's the first time in NFL history that's happened. When you talk about a team heading into a playoff game hot, that's the definition of the Buffalo Bills. I like a money line. Forget the plus two. Plus two is a garbage, a garbage line. So I'm going to take a money line. Unfortunately, money line is only plus 105. But again, we're getting we're getting a nice little return there. So that's going to be my pick. I like your picks. You got Bengals money line, Packers money line, Rams plus three, under 55. Joey, who's your pick to win the Super Bowl this year other than the Rams? Uh, I, I, I would go for the Bills. I like it. I like it. It's it's make or break really for the Bills this week against the Chiefs. If when they, if they beat the Chiefs, they can beat anyone. And so if they beat the Chiefs in advance to the conference championship, uh, teams better be ready. Yeah, and outside, I mean, realistically, we're looking at eight teams here. You know, we have the Bengals, the Titans, the Niners, the Packers, Rams, Bucks, Bills, Chiefs. I mean, when I'm looking at this list. Outside of really, and even the Bengals too could make a run. Outside of the Bengals, I'm not big on the Titans. Outside of the Bengals and Titans, I see any of these six teams winning. The Niners, the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, the Bills, the Chiefs. I think anyone's anyone's got a chance at it this year. I think we're going to see a really good a really good remainder of the postseason. Oh, absolutely. I'm ready for Stafford to shock the world. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Let's make it happen. Well, Joey, I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, the, if, for the people that don't know, Joey's also a huge, 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 huge um, proprietor of the, the stock market. He's got his own TikTok channel devoted to the stock market. Joey, where can the people find you? Plug in your socials. What do you want the people to do? Follow you, like you. What do you want the people to do? Uh, just uh, just look up Joey Rochwall on TikTok, and that's how it's spelled, so R-A-C-H-W-A-L, uh, and then you should be able to find me. I think I've posted like 4,000 videos by now. So, yeah, you, you post uh, a lot, but I like it, though. What's your, uh, can, can we get, before we go, what's your, what's your most bullish stock right now? Zoom. Zoom. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for the time, Joey. Um, you know, we're, we're hoping to get this episode out soon, so... Um, anything that you got any questions on, just let me know. And, uh, we look forward to hearing from you, Joey. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, man. Take it easy. See you. So, yeah, so we got Joey, you know, he, he laid the hammer down. He, you know, he, he threw some picks in. Um, what do you think? I mean, do you think Joey's going to cash out this weekend? Man, that Bengals pick was wild. I don't know if Joey is a Joe Burrow fan or what, but you got to at least take the points, man. You're looking like Bengals money line, you're looking for an underdog. He Man, likes it though. Know you know, you gotta you gotta respect uh, you gotta respect them a little bit for going money line, especially when the line's plus three and a half. I mean, you know, that's a key number. So I like the guts there, plus one fifty on that money line. What do you think about the Packers money line? It was minus two forty. What do you think about that bet? I'm not gonna clown him because I don't know if he's a sports betting guy or not. But that's a sucker bet for all you betters out there, all you locksmiths. Never take a bet if it's like minus 200 and up unless you're throwing in a parlay. Never take one of those straight up. It's not worth the odds. We are real locksmiths over here. We bet spread. And well, let me ask you this. Is. Let me ask you this because I gave him this option, which you obviously heard. Do you think Bengals money line, Packers money line parlay? What do you think about that parlay? Yeah, I, I love it. Might yeah. as well. Yeah, and that's kind of the conclusion we came to. What did you think about anything else he said? Oh, man, I don't know what this guy's deal is, but that Matt Safford take might be the worst NFL take of all time. Come on, easy. You know he's at least top 10 all time. 
we already got several people on Twitter and Instagram commenting about how your Stafford take is the worst. When they hear this episode, the memes are going to be coming. People are going to be going crazy. I think Stafford slept on. I think he is a top 25 quarterback of all time. He's still got a lot to prove. He's got to win a Super Bowl. But I think he's really slept on. I think he's underrated. And the Detroit Lions are just a cancer is franchise that will never, you know, let a player succeed. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and take this kind of slander about Stafford. I'm, I think Stafford's the second best quarterback of all time, only second to Steve Young. So it's Steve Young one, Stafford two. They both have the same stature as well. So that's kind of what, what plays into that. But come on, Stafford's definitely top two all time. Everybody knows that. Um, too many people are sleeping on my guy. Do you think the Rams are going to make the Super Bowl, Spaz? You know, I, I did originally, but you've been back and forth a lot. I know because lately, after watching uh, the games this weekend, I realized like I just think Aaron Rodgers really is on a tear, and I think he is going to prove every single person wrong. He uh, went thirteen and four, but you can't count that last game because he didn't play. So he only he went thirteen and three, but after that week one, that's thirteen and two, and he's uh, perfect at home this season. He's got home field advantage in the playoffs. Something tells me this is Aaron Rodgers' year. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard to, to disagree with that, but people are not – they're not taking into account the fact that Matt Stafford, who's been bullied by Aaron Rodgers his entire career, and I'm talking just bullied by this guy, finally has a team to take down Aaron Rodgers. I think Stafford comes into this one. He's going to be pissed. He's going to be hungry. I think they blow out the Packers by 100 points if they, mm-hmm. if they match up. Of course, if they match up. Uh, did you think Titans do beat the Bengals? You know, it's hard to say. I've never seen a guy like Joe Burrow. You know, Joey made a good point. He talked about, you know, if you look at the quarterback comparison, who would you rather coming down? Who would you rather have coming down the stretch, Ryan Tannehill or Joe Burrow? I'm taking Joe Burrow ten times out of ten. I think Tannehill's a fluke this year. I mean, again, they lost to the Jets, so I, I do think the Bengals can definitely win that game. I am still taking the points just because it's a safer bet. I don't want to lose my ass again this weekend, um, but I think they could definitely win that game. Well, I was asking because I, I didn't know if you realized, but uh, the Titans, you know, without Tannehill really hasn't been rel- irrelevant without, you know, okay, let me rephrase that. The uh, Titans have been irre- irrelevant since Steve McNair, and I think something tells me they're going to make a playoff run for him. Yeah, I mean, it would be a kind of a strange time to do it. Didn't he get um, – wasn't he murdered in cold blood like 10 years ago? Yeah, July 4th by his girlfriend. Yeah, I which is actually strange. I didn't, you know, I was actually with you when I found that out, and it was I found out about a year ago, maybe two years ago, and this happened what ten years ago? Would you say? Yeah, two thousand nine. Jeez, op. I don't know where I was. I love steaming there too. But yeah, I got uh, Packers possibly tied in Super Bowl, but I'm still riding with Packers Bills. Well, speaking of Packers, let's get to the floor of the week. And I'm just going to kick it off here, and I might get some heat for this one, but I'm going to call it as I saw it in live time. My LaFleur of the week is Cam Akers for taunting Buda Baker after he murdered him. I mean, he nearly murdered this guy, and he tells him to sit down. I mean, all you have to do is look down at Buda Baker. The guy is, is as stiff as a board. He's like, clearly not well. Everyone on the field knew. The teammates are calling for medical staff. You're telling me Cam Akers didn't know? I get, you know, in the speed of the game, in the heat of the moment, you know, you're, you're hot, you're ready to go. You, I, I don't know. I mean, this just didn't sit right with me. So that's my LaFleur of the week. Sorry, Cam Akers, if this wasn't an, an actual, you know, accident. But from the way it looked, you're LaFleur of the week. 
Oh, dude, no, I'm, I gotta really have a beef with you now. My, <laughs> oh, my, my LaFleur of the week is for Buda Baker, man. No, come stop on, it. dude. Are you Leonardo DiCaprio? You're not Ryan Shazier. Get up and go play soccer dude, if you want to act, dude. That's come on. too you much. Could, you're fine. Get up and walk around. That's too much. I think he, it, it, to be fair, he is doing much better. They said he's got movement and stuff. And uh, I, I don't know if he's out of the hospital yet or whatever, but. Definitely still prayers up. That was that was cold blooded spaz. Come on. Oh, dude, I'm running with the Rams that game. They won't be money, so. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, thank you guys again for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the special guest. If you guys liked it, let us know. We'll have some more people on. If you want to be on the, the next episode of the podcast, just reach out to us. Tell us what you talk about and you know why you should be on. But other than that, we appreciate you guys coming out. As always. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on everything. You know our stuff. It's going to be in the description. We say it every single week. Uh, We're not going to be a broken record. Just check the description. The one thing I will say is if you're trying to win money, not like me this week, this last weekend, then go to LockedInBets.com. We're giving out a bunch of picks. We're doing a bunch of cool stuff. So go to LockedInBets.com. But other than that, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Is there anything else, Fess? No, just call us. Link will be in the description, 702-530-6381. It will be in the description. Call us. Absolutely. And maybe give us your LaFleur of the week. We'd love to put you on for LaFleur of the week. So it, we'll, we'll see if, it, if it's going to last through another offseason if the Packers don't win the Super Bowl. But other than that, guys, peace out.